What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast, where we get you disconnected from addiction and plugged into recovery. I am your host, Connor Duffy. If you need help getting sober, you can contact my direct line. That is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. So what I want to discuss today is really just breaking through the fear of getting sober. A lot of people, um, before we get sober, we have a lot of fears and we come up with a lot of made up things that aren't even true. And it really stunts our growth and prevents us from, from really taking that step and making changes in our lives that we, that we really need to take. And it's, I like to call them imaginary evils. And there is no cure for imaginary evils. We fear losing our jobs. We fear our uh, friends and family finding out if if it's kind of like a a secret, you know, if it's something that we're not being honest about. Um, We fear what sobriety is going to look like. We fear not being able to go to the wedding uh, in a couple months. Like all the, listen, they're endless. There's endless amounts of fears that we come up with but the one thing that we truly need to focus on is fearing what you should be fearing is continuing to live the way that you are and staying stuck staying in this position where you are a slave to a a substance it's the most brutal way to live and i can take myself right back to what that was like and you know um, I'm going on 10 years in, in, a, in about a week, but I still remember it like yesterday. You know what I mean? And it's that, um, it's that thought. It's remembering where I come from and going back to what it looked like towards the end that really keeps me um, grounded. You know what I mean? It really keeps me humble because I even know for myself, like I'm one decision away from, from having all my misery back. You know what I mean? Um, I could go out and make a dumb choice and, you know, just have a, a lapse of judgment or, or whatever, and my life would be totally different. Not that I ever think that, th- I don't ever think about using or I don't even have cravings and I haven't in a long time, but I do have that respect and understanding for addiction. You know what I mean? I, I know exactly where it can lead to. And so, the place where I was at, you know, I was on the verge of homelessness at 20 years old with a needle in my arm, you know what I mean? And had nowhere to go, empty inside. And it was fucking brutal. You know what I mean? I I felt like I, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't continue using the drugs. And I also didn't know how to get off. You know what I mean? It was like, I was damned if I did, damned if I didn't. And I couldn't picture any type of reality where I would be truly content um, especially sober, right? I had never, I had never lived a, a, a fucking any long period of time in sobriety since I was like 11. You know what I mean? And other than like treatment stints, you know. But other than that, I didn't really have any type of long term, uh, long term sobriety, and um, I just didn't know what that was going to look like for me. And it was the places that I went to in my mind of the unknown and change that created all of this fear because as human beings we need a stable environment we need stability we need to know 
what's coming of some degree. We, we have to have some type of structure and routine. So even if we have a fucked up structure and even if we have poor uh, coping mechanisms in our daily life, we at least are used to it and know what it looks like. You know what I mean? It's, it's like the saying I've said before, people would rather live in known hells than explore strange heavens. And that saying is so true. I lived it. You know what I mean? I knew exactly what my hell looked like and I, and I was okay with that for a long time until I wasn't. You know what I mean? Until my pain threshold grew so much and it got to the point, well, I should say my pain threshold was, was pretty extraordinary. I went through a lot of pain even though I got sober at 20, but it had to get to a point where I, um, I finally gave in and, and I gave in to the fear because I couldn't continue living the way that I was. And through that fear, through the other side, were the biggest fucking gifts of my life, were the biggest blessings. I met the best people in recovery. I, met my be- I became my best self in recovery through the help of other people. And, you know, the, my, the relationships in my life got better. I started to, have my, I started to get my drive back. I started to, to you know, get external things like, and materialistic things. Not that, I, not that I was going crazy or anything, but I started to gain things back in my life and I started to get a, a, a you know a piece of self-worth little by little and it's a process and we're not used to it because it's the total opposite of what drug addiction is you know what I mean we're used to that instant gratification we're used to that immediately uh, that immediate uh, trigger of getting what we want and pressing that button when we want it and That's not how life works. Not if you want to live a a fulfilling life and a true uh, lifestyle of contentment and peace of mind. We need to we need to work for that shit. You know what I mean? And if you do what is easy, your life will become hard. And if you do what is hard, your life will become easy later. That's how it works. So every time that we go to negative vices or things that release dopamine and, and we continue these behaviors over and over again, we look for that immediate dopamine hit like that is going to cause us to go through a lot of pain down the line. We have to pay for it at some point. You know what I mean? Because we can't just live in, we can't just live in, uh, in a world where everything is great and everything is okay. There needs to be some type of work. There needs to be some type of price to pay along the line. There's a yin and a yang for everything. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's kind of like you wouldn't know what happiness is if it wasn't for the sadness. You wouldn't know what, rest was if you didn't have to work hard you know what i mean you wouldn't you wouldn't enjoy the sun if it wasn't for the rain and we need these um we need this yin and yang of life and we don't have that when we are in our active use it does come to fruition eventually through consequences but we're constantly looking for that happiness the happy button and but with no but with no true uh work involved you know what i mean and it consumes our life and we pay the price dearly for that so these are the things that we truly need to focus on when we're you know having fucked up thoughts that um you know that are that are hindering our growth and you got to understand that these things uh, they, they don't just happen overnight. We got we to gotta start to live 
along different principles and become patient and understand that it's not a sprint. Recovery is not a sprint. It's a marathon. You know what I mean? And um, it takes time and that's okay. But as long as you're on the path and you get a support system and you get help and you do something about it and you break through that fear, a better life waits you. You know what I mean? And but if you continue to go back to the same shit, the same coping mechanisms, you're going to get the same results. You know what I mean? It's not rocket science. I'm not saying that it's easy, but what I am saying is it's simple. Like the things that we need to do are simple. We need to get around people that can, that can help guide us, whether that be going to rehab, whether that be going to meetings, whether that be hiring a coach or going on maintenance, uh, going to therapy, whatever the case may be, there's, there's plenty of different routes to go, but... We have to do something. We have to take action because clearly what we've been doing hasn't been working. So why not try something different? You know what I mean? You got to pull the trigger. You got to fucking commit and actually send it. You, uh, what I tell people is you always know what drug addiction is like. If you truly want your misery back, you can always have it. Your misery can be refunded at any time. Like, like I was saying earlier, I could refund my misery right now if I wanted to. My life has been has become really good in sobriety, and I've and I've been through a lot of ups and downs in recovery. Right? I mean, I've I've been in the most pain also in recovery in my life, arguably. Um, and so, but to, but it's all been worth it. You know what I mean? The the journey of recovery for me has has really paid off, and it always will. But you have to continue to put in the work and keep the eye on the prize and understand that drugs and alcohol will not give you what you're truly looking for in life, no matter what. It's just not possible for people like us. So why not try something different? What the fuck do you have to lose? You can always go back to your misery. You always know what that looks like. So um, if you're ready, then let's do it. You know, give me, give me a shout. You can contact me on my line. It's 203-917-8862. Again, that's 203-917-8862. That's all I got for today, guys. But just know if you're struggling, there is a way out. There's always a way out. We just have to stop lying to ourselves and try to get a little honest and be a little vulnerable too. If you're the only one having a conversation in your head about a topic and you're not knowledgeable in that topic, then you probably shouldn't be listening to yourself. And that's the problem. We're constantly talking to ourselves and convincing ourselves what the right or wrong thing is to do. And we don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. We have no real information. And it's our ego that's trying to save our face. But you can't save face and you can't save your ass at the same time. You know, so much love, guys. I'll see you on the next one.